Welcome to C3 Church Tagra. You're about to hear a message from Luke Boyd. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. The anointing, the anointing. We've been on it for, this is one of the longer series we've done and we've definitely seen a lot of awesome things happen during this season, haven't we? We've definitely seen a, an increase in the, the presence of God in our worship services. We've definitely seen God do an incredible work in the, the personal lives of, of people. It's been an incredible journey and uh, I just wanted to add my two cents to this, to this, um, uh, yeah, this season that we've been in the anointing, and I just want to read from Luke chapter four, and we'll go through verse eighteen and nineteen. It's Jesus speaking. He says, "The Spirit of the Lord is is on me, because He has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind." to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. The Spirit of the Lord is on me because He has anointed me. So it's, it's safe to say there's a lot of scriptures that sort of um, continue on and expand on that, but what we begin to see here with the anointing, and I know it's been said through this season, but let's make it very clear that the anointing is the Holy Spirit. It's the Spirit of the Sovereign Lord that is on us because He, the, the, the Spirit, has anointed us to do good things. Um, and so I just, wanna, I just wanna read this out, this little thing that I, I wrote down. The anointing is the Holy Spirit coming into your life and giving you the specific power you need to fulfill everything God is calling you to be and to do. So yeah, the anointing is the gracious, the gentleman, it, it, it is the all-powerful Holy Spirit. He is our anointing. A well-known, um, I heard this well-known well -known preacher say something which I found like so funny but strange at the time because I remember back in the 90s, great, great decade, the 90s, music was incredible. I know a lot of older people think that the music was terrible in the 90s, but for me, the 90s was an incredible decade. Met um, my wife. Anyway, I'm getting sidetracked. Um, uh, this guy in the 90s, in the, uh, sorry, in the 90s, uh, there was this thing about um, people being anointed and man, I gotta go see this guy and get his anointing and let it rub off on me. There was all this kind of talk. And then this one quite well-known and respected preacher um, was talking about that and he said, no, you can't have my anointing. Get away from me and get your own anointing. And I remember that was quite confronting. I was like, oh, wow, um, you can't have my anointing. I was like, okay. And looking into it a little bit more, we actually find that the anointing is the Holy Spirit and it's the Holy Spirit working in our lives, giving us the, the power to, 
to do and to be everything God's created us to, you start to realize that you actually have your own anointing. It's true. What that guy said is that you can't have his anointing because it's his and you have yours. The way that the Holy Spirit uh, fills you, uh, gives you gifts and in all of your uniqueness and in all of your gifts and, and how they come out in their unique way is your own special thing. It is your anointing that only the Holy Spirit can do and work through you. So it's no, there's no point in trying to be like Reinhard Bonnke. I'm pretty sure that's who it was who said it. He was like, yeah, he, people wanted to like lay in his bed and stuff and do all kinds of crazy, weird things. And he was freaked out by it. Get away from me. Get your own anointing. He hated it. He was trying to sleep in a hotel and people are knocking on his door. He's going, are you nuts? You can have your own anointing. So we do. We have our own anointing. Um, so it sounds pretty straightforward, but it often does get overlooked. And sometimes I've found in my life that I've tried to fashion my, uh, the way I approach ministry, uh, try and fashion it off people, you know, like fashion it off people. And it's good to be inspired and, and encouraged and look up to everyone, but there comes a point where you actually have to stand in your own skin and minister out of who you are. Um, and I found just recently I'd been caught up in trying to be a certain way and I felt the Lord um, speak to me and it was such a, it's, I find it so funny that even when the Lord's trying to correct you, you feel liberated. Like even when, you, even when he's probably going, oh, you probably should, you know, yeah, work on that. You know. and, and usually if it was anyone else, you'd feel like, oh man, I'm blowing it, spewing, oh, okay. But when, when God does it, I always come away going, yeah, awesome. He's got that way of doing it. And it's basically sort of just saying to me, um, stop trying to be something that you're not and just be you in a nutshell. And I was like, oh, yeah, true. Like, uh, there's so much liberty and freedom in that. Just be yourself. Be who God's called you to be. It's very, very liberating. Very, very liberating. Now, so on the, the topic of the Holy Spirit, the anointing, and, uh, and after we've just sort of talked about we've come to the realization that yes, we have our own unique gifts and the way that the Holy Spirit works in us, we have our own unique anointing. Let's, let's suss something out. Um, I've got to read this word for word. God created you to be you, but here's the deal. When you enter into a relationship with God, not only do you start on a journey of discovery with God, you also start to discover who God has created you to be. This process of becoming who God has created you to be is called sanctification. This, this journey of, of sanctification, we've, a lot of people have heard about it. We all sort of know what it is, but it's basically you, you get saved, the Holy Spirit enters your life, and then from that point into eternity, there's this, this transformation. Uh, Pastor Phil was talking about change and how... Um, he was a surfy bum and now he's a handsome, strapping-looking man that 
you, you, you wouldn't say he's a bum anymore. You wouldn't look at Pastor Phil and say, geez, he's a bum. You never would. But you probably would have in the 70s, would you? Probably. I don't know. Um, I've seen pretty good pictures of you in the 70s. And I probably would have. I don't know. Yeah, nah. Um, but there's this journey of transformation from the moment we become saved. It's something that you actually have to surrender to as well and, and work at. It's not like you become a Christian and just you transform into the perfect you, you're created to be this guy and all of a sudden you're bam, you're there. The Holy Spirit, it's a work and it's a, it's a time that you go on and, and it's, it's never probably going to come into full completion until we've gone and we've been with Jesus Christ and, and bam, we're 100% who we were created to be. And so there's this journey and we find out who we are created to be. And there's a saying, I, I have a feeling that I've heard it said in this church, but I, I love it and I think it's worth saying again. God loves you just the way you are, but he loves you too much to leave you that way. See, he saves us. He cannot love us any more than he does. He, 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 cannot, he cannot love you more. Even when, you become a, even when you're not a Christian, he loves you exactly the same as he loves you when you're completely sanctified and finished your journey. It's, it's all the same. His love is all the same. Um, but when you do become a Christian, he loves you so much that he actually saves you, but he loves you too much just to leave you that way. He knows who he's created you to be and therefore wants to take you on this journey. And to do that journey, we 100% need, this. the scriptures are very clear, it says it several times that you need to have the Word and the Spirit. You need to, you've got to soak in the Word and the Spirit and allow the Word and the Holy Spirit to lead you on this journey of sanctification. Um, yeah, the Bible is very clear. It's true notes. Um, when you do this, you will start to discover your own anointing and your own gifts given to you by the Holy Spirit. And that's such a cool, cool experience. You become a Christian you, you allow the Holy Spirit to start to work in your life. And, and as you do that, because of course we've been talking about the anointing, I can, I can only imagine that some of us are going, okay, great, the anointing, I'm going to do heaps of cool stuff, but you, you sometimes don't really understand on, on, on how to do it or get it or get an understanding of what we, like, that's all great, but how do I apply it to my life? The way that you apply the anointing to your life is simply allow the Holy Spirit to, to work in your life. How do we do that? Well, you pray, you read the Bible, you spend time with God and you, and you choose to put him first in your life. And when you do that, what actually starts to happen is the Holy Spirit starts to work in your life. I've seen it happen so many times. Someone come in, they've, they've never been a Christian, they become a Christian and they don't know it. There's this cool quote, um, it's by C.S. Lewis and it goes something along the lines of, um, it's funny how day-to-day uh, -day life feels like nothing changes, but then when you look back on a, on a large part, everything's different from the start. And I see it. Someone comes in. They're not a Christian. They've probably got a lot of baggage. In, in three years' time, 
you, you're not really noticing much, but all of a sudden they're, they're, they're completely different. They don't have the, the um, addictions. They don't have all this, all that. And what are they doing? Then I, I guarantee you they're not focusing on, the moment they become a Christian, they're not focusing on how do I quit tobacco or how do I you know, stop punching that guy in the face? I don't know how. They're not focusing on that. All they're focusing on is this God that just saved them. They're probably going to start reading the Bible. They're reading the Word. They're focusing on God. They're putting Him first in their life. And then they're finding that something's happening. And that thing that's happening is the Holy Spirit taking us on that journey of sanctification, changing us, um, getting rid of stuff. The Holy Spirit does such a beautiful thing in our life if you let Him. So cool. So cool. So when we do go on this journey, we start to discover our own anointing and gifts. So if you want to turn with me, we can go to 1 Corinthians 12, and we'll start from verse 4, and we'll go through to 11. And just let me make this clear, and it's what I'm saying is not heresy, it's quite biblical. Um, this is not the definitive list, okay? I'm going to start to speak about uh, some gifts this is not the only gifts. And the Bible speaks in several other scriptures about other gifts that aren't mentioned here. So, but this, this is just a, a, to get a, a picture and a grasp on the gifts. And these ones in particular are very um, key to, the, I think the, the reason why these ones were mentioned is because they're probably the fundamental key gifts that are needed for us to become a healthy body of believers. Okay, um, so let's have a look at 1 Corinthians 12, and we'll start at 4. We're going to read a, a bit of a chunk here. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. He's the distributor. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them, hang on, but in all of them and in every one, it is the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To other, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And still to another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit. And He distributes them to each one just as He determines. It's quite incredible, isn't it? There's some pretty cool... You could really break that passage down and, and get a lot, a lot out of it. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service. As I'm reading it, all I'm seeing is just how there's just so much variety. There's so much uniqueness to each gift. There's so much um, <clears throat> individuality there. And it's cool because God is so big and so creative. And I think he gets a kick out of it. I think God loves the uniqueness and, and the differences in, in his creation. It's, it's really, really fun. It would be really, really cool too to, to see like this one doing well at that. And I guess the, the, the incredible thing is, and I, it's something I want to really emphasize just now, is that 
this one sentence says, Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. So you, what you begin to notice is that our anointing, the way that the Holy Spirit flows through us, yes, it's for us, but it's not just for us. It's for the common good. It's for others. You'll notice that with the gift of healing, that's for the sick. It's not really for you, is it? The gift of healing is for sick people. So you're going to be healthy, and but there's sick people. So that gift of healing is for them. There's gifts of preaching, uh, and that is for other people's ears. It's not, <laughs> it's not like... <laughs> You, when you're preaching, it's a revelation that you received in here. You don't need to hear it. Um, it's already there. So the preaching is actually for other people's ears, not your own. All our gifts are for ourselves and for each other. And that's the cool thing. In this uniqueness, what we've begun to find is that um, when we all are functioning in our gifts, we're a stronger body. We're a healthier body and we're a more effective body of Christ. So we actually need your individuality. We need the, the Holy Spirit working through your life. And, and we need that to, to have our strong church. And, and you can see it. You can see it. I've noticed over the last few years, we've become stronger and stronger. And I know it's got a lot to do with people actually not trying to do um, everything well, actually just pulling back and doing the thing that they know they're called to do and do just that well. And it's had a lot to do with people feeling comfortable in who they are in God, not trying to be um, someone that they're not. And our church is like incredibly, it's like the healthiest it's ever been just now. It's such an incredible feeling it's good and it's and I love and you know what I love looking across and and seeing the different people like I'm looking up here now and I'm just seeing gifts and gifts and gifts and it's just beautiful to see so what is the anointing what's why is it that we've been harping on about it for such a long time now it's because we love the Holy Spirit this church we depend on the Holy Spirit in this church, we need the Holy Spirit to make this church do what it's called to do. We, we, we do. We acknowledge the Holy Spirit as God, as, as part of the Trinity, as a person. And that's that. The reason why we've been going on it for so long, we respect the Holy Spirit. We respect Him. And we want to see Him move through your lives. Um, so I'm going to actually wrap it up really soon. But what I would love to do is for us just to maybe uh, stand in a few seconds and we're going to get the band up who I'm very grateful for. Thank you, band, for coming up. Um, and let's just have a bit of time just surrendering to God and saying, God, I want to, because for me, I sort of stopped on my journey of sanctification for a while. I sort of was happy with where I was at. And you, you get to those times where you get a little stagnant and then you realize, oh, I'm not walking anymore. I've sort of just pulled up, set up shop in this one spot. It's time to keep moving, church, because God has created to be more than what you are now. Um, even though what you are now is fantastic and incredible, 
there's more. I, that's the cool thing. There's always more. And so this time just now, what we're going to do is we're going to just hang out with God and commit to, to keep discovering Him and to keep allowing Him to, to work in us and allow the Holy Spirit to transform us and to, and to bring out those gifts that He's placed in us. Because the church needs you to be you. And so does everyone else in your sphere of influence. Okay, so yeah, let's, let's just, why don't we just stand? We're, we're done here, we're done. I'm just gonna pray and then we might just have the music go for just a little while and then we'll close shortly. Father God, I just wanna thank you so much for your Holy Spirit. I thank you so much that we don't have to try and, and do life on our own and in our own strength. Holy Spirit, I thank you so much that you give me the strength and the power to, to, to be everything and to do everything that you've created me to be. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would continue to transform me into the likeness of Christ, continue to transform me into the, 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 the being that you've created me to be, Lord God. I thank you for my gifts. I thank you for who I am. I thank you, Lord God, for everyone here that you've, there's, there's no mistake here. There's just nothing but love, nothing but love and a, and a plan and a purpose, Lord God. Thank you for everyone. God, would you take us on a journey, continue us on our journey of sanctification. Holy Spirit, flow through us and and, and I just know that as we surrender to you, Lord God, our anointing, our own individual anointing is gonna become sweeter. It's gonna become stronger. We're gonna become more effective for you and for your kingdom, for your glory, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, that on this time, I, I know it's a time of intimacy, Lord God. And Lord God, every time that we, we spend with you, there's, there's intimate working going on. Thank you, Lord God, that when we put you first, spend time in prayer and in reading your word and surrendering to your spirit, Lord God, you begin to change us and we don't even know. Thank you, Lord God, that you have our best interest at the forefront of your mind, Lord God, at all times. You're amazing, Lord God. Holy Spirit, would you lead us and guide us through life? Thank you so much. Thank you so much for every good thing you do. Lord God, I, I'm asking right now for a, an increase in sensitivity to the moving of your Spirit. Lord, would you continually make us more and more sensitive to your Spirit? Lead us, speak to us, guide us, transform us, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. It's so good that we, we don't have to do a journey, this journey on our own. We're just walking hand in hand with God. Hand in hand. You're amazing, Lord. You're amazing, Lord. You're amazing. You're awesome in this place, Lord God. You are awesome in this place. of the sovereign Lord is on you because he has anointed you 
to do incredible things for the greater good, for the common good. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3tugra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.